Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. The oldest person ever lived to be 122. This is the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off Podcast. Come on forth and give a listen. Don't pay a price and listen on your phone. The facts are set. The boys are ready. Suddenly your mind starts racing. Why am I listening to this anyway? Welcome are you are off. you practicing this song in the bathroom? <laughs> no, nah, I was changing my son's diaper and it has hit me. That was the best one, like not even close so far. Um, yeah, but well, welcome to the Fact Off. I'm Alex, your host. This is a weekly podcast where we each bring an obscure fact about whatever category we're in. And you, the listeners, decide which fact is the best. And with me, as always, is the jerk, Pat. Hey, that's me. And Mr. Meanie, Mike. Wait, what? Huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll accept it. Mr. You guys were being mean to me earlier, so you're getting mean nicknames. Yeah, but week. they don't know that. Oh, they know. They can hear it in my voice. If you didn't know, that was the Grand Illusion by Styx was the opening song. Thank you. I think uh, you could tell that you wrote it down this time, because it sounded Cause, like uh, you rehearsed it. Because I was it. reading it off of paper? Yes. Alex is the only man who still uses paper. It's true. That's not true. What about Bill Paperton and Johnny Paping? Those people don't <laughs> exist. That's a figment of your imagination. I hope he gets some hate mail about for Mike from Bill Paperton. <laughs> I exist. He would be sending me hate mail because on paper, yeah, he's the only man who uses the mail. Mike, there's this weird rectangular thing outside of the house. I think it's a paper. So, yeah, welcome to the pa- uh, fact off. Yeah, like I said earlier, we each bring us to our facts. You already said that. And each. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm getting back. I'm getting us back on track. <laughs> Mike anti paper talk is ruining the podcast. Mike is anti big paper. Yes. Oh yeah, he hates Dunder Mifflin. For for the longest time, Mike did didn't like the Office. No, that's you who didn't like the Office. No, I always loved the Office. No, I I was the founder of the club that liked the Office. You have a club that likes the Office. <laughs> yeah, I built the club with my bare hands. I I slathered it like with mud and. Like it was like a mud hut. We gather together in this mud hut and watch The Office. You know, I promised I would never say this story because you know I know it's sore with you. But it, the original Office Ladies podcast was The Office Ladies and Mike, and then they kicked him out over creative differences. Well, I mean, I would never associate myself with that podcast. I think that's up there with probably one of the worst podcasts ever to exist. Oh, I like The, the Office face Ladies. Of the planet. I like that part. I listen to it every week. Yeah, it's I mean, if pleasant. I wanted a podcast like the Fact Off to just mindlessly listen to, then yes, I would. I would subscribe. Wait, are Wait, you the Fact <laughs> Off is mindlessly? Are you bashing our own podcast? <laughs> uh, I feel like we're getting like way I, I'm too putting off us topic. on the same level as the the uh, Office Ladies. Oh, thank you. Now nah, they have a lot more production value. I'm Angela Kinsey. I'm one of the producers, <laughs> Mike. All right, what was our category? I forget. It was people. Oh, that's right. But each week you guys vote, and then there was a victory fact. Whoever won last week. And who won last week, Mike? I looked at it, and I I rubbed my eyes for a second because I didn't believe it. And then I had to look at it again, and you did. (gasps) Yep, finally the handsome guy won. Yeah, at the last second, my wife was like, oh, I never vote. I was like, vote for me. We might be able to tie. And it was too late. You're too far ahead. Oh. Yeah, He's too almost, far ahead. Almost pitching a shutout. So if you win, you get to give a victory fact. Hold on, let me pull up my fact now. Sorry, give me a second. I had it. 
Wow, the winner is not much of a winner this week. <laughs> You're the great winner. I think the real winners are the fans who get to sit and listen to Alex look for his fact. Yeah. Did you know your fingernails don't grow after you die? A lot of people think they do. I thought they did. No, your body shrinks. No, so yeah, your for your fingernails to grow, your body has to produce a steady supply of glucose, and your heart does that. And if you die, your heart doesn't work. Do you grow hair? No, they said that's also a myth. Oh. They say it looks like you coat go fingernails because like the skin around your fingernails dries out and it recedes, uh-huh. but you technically don't actually grow any. That's cool. Do they eventually fall off? I have no idea. I didn't look that far. Let's go I dig up. Like eventually, <laughs> everything falls off. That's true. Yeah, in the name of Mike's uh, autobiography, <laughs> eventually everything falls off. Yeah, but I found that interesting because you already always heard the opposite. That your hair and fingernails still grow after you die. It's yeah, true. it's a constant conversation I'm always having to have. Like, hey, uh, check your grandpa's hands uh, in the coffin. Make sure his trim his nails first before uh, we go through this open casket routine. Yeah, uh, Mike <laughs> is also a gro- known grave robber. Yes. <laughs> That's why he's always having this conversation. He's not internationally known, but he is known to... Rob a microphone from a great. And I always rob it with a nice pair of fingernail clippers. So make sure I leave them nice and kempt. So why, if you're cutting dead people's hands, why do they have to be like a nice pair of fingernail clippers? Well, I, 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 didn't, I mean, not necessarily nice. I got a pair of fingernail clippers from the from the Dollar Tree, and man, those cut like a a mean set of fingernails like i've never had such a rough edges before in my entire <laughs> cut, life are we is they this an ad cut, they <laughs> cut like a mean set of fingernails <laughs> that's how they cut that's what he said all right let's get let's pick someone to go first okay uh <laughs> pat seems antsy so i'll go first because so, my my fact's not that good this week i'm saying it now you guys, you guys been in water before, right? I've, I've once or twice. Yeah, and you know how water temperature is either hot or cold, and nowhere in between. And sometimes nah, it could be warm, but water temperature fluctuates. Yeah, it's called lukewarm water. That's like uh, in between, right? Room yeah. temperature. I think God said, if you're lukewarm water, he'll spew you out of his mouth. Is that what? Is that your fact? What? It's in the Bible somewhere. <laughs> that was my fact. Thanks for stealing it, Mike. <laughs> no, but. Did you know that January 1st is National Polar Bear Plunge Day? Oh, I think I did. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so Polar Bear is when people plunge, or Polar Bear Day is when people go into freezing cold water on January 1st, and then they come out, and it's freezing cold, and people do it. It's a thing that they do. That's cool. So I was wondering, where did this come from? How did we get here? Why are we doing this? You know the big, the the three big three questions. Yeah, the que- I ask that question every night before I go to bed. And your wife's always like, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> so the tradition of jumping in freezing cold water actually dates back long before. It's like old Scandinavian tradition and all, because they believe it has benefit. It benefits you health wise. We've actually come around to agree with that. You see, a lot of spas now have. Like a cold bath after doing like a hot sauna and all. Yeah, like cryotherapy. So like that's why people have been doing it forever. 
So why is it now a tradition on January 1st to do it? Well, in 1904, the L Street Brownies in Boston decided to go do it on January 1st, and it was documented. And they've been doing it ever since. So <laughs> the, L, the L Street Brownies. So like Boston back in then, people didn't have like indoor plumbing and all. So Boston decided to kind of create like bathhouses and all. And like different pools and things like that. And there was this group in the L Street bathhouse. They were called the Brownies because they had like a dedicated bunch of guys that would go every day to go swimming because they believed that it was so good for them and that they had the best immune systems. And at the time, they swam naked, so they had like a nut brown tan all over. So they were called the Brownies. I assume that everybody in the that time period swam naked. I know. I always assumed they had like the really long... Like bathing suit pants and stuff. Yeah, with like yeah, yeah, like the tank top. Didn't you ever watch Pollyanna growing up? No. Isn't in Pollyanna like the, there's a kid just swing, swings right into the the creek at the very beginning, naked, butt naked, on a Disney film. That's why Mike's always watching. Yeah, it. what's this weird kid <laughs> naked show you're watching? <laughs> when I was a kid, I saw it. <laughs> okay, well, there's a statue of limitations. <laughs> How old were yes. you when you saw this? <laughs> so. No one knows if the L.C. Brownies were the first to do it. They don't think they were the first to do it. Other groups, there's a Coney Island group that maybe done it the year before. Did they have but a they fun were name? The first, what? The Coney Island. They were the, <laughs> the Coney Island Polo Club or something like that. But they were the first one to document it. And that's the key, people. Document what you do. Um, so that's like the tradition. Now, like, it's done all over the world to have these polo day plunges. A lot of them are done for charity. Saw one in like 2012 or 8 in Maryland raised like $2.2 million for the Special Olympics one year. But So a lot of people do this and they said also they do it on January 1st with the nutrition because you're starting your year off like it can't get any worse than jumping in freezing cold water and you like cleanse yourself and you're in this cold water and you get out and you start the year and everything's up from there. It's a new year, a new thing. That's so wait, who's the person who invented this? A, no one knows. Like, it's an old tradition. The brownies. That, yeah, that's the people have long believed that jumping in the ice cold water has health benefits. So they've been doing it forever. So and your person group, is 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 a is a group of people? The category is people, not person. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you got you there. So, yeah, so but this... It still goes on all over the world. I saw like the uh, Denmark has swimming clubs, ice swimming clubs, and they have like twenty thousand registered members that go ice swimming throughout the year and all. And just, people say it has a lot of benefits benefits to you. I did see something in the world like they said people who do ice swimming have a forty or more effect, like forty percent more effective against infectious diseases than people who did not go ice swimming. So, I don't believe it. Has the benefits, but I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to know who started this polar bear plunge and why do we do it? And we just do it because we do it. My uh, fact is called the polar bear plunge. There wasn't much to it, but I found it a little bit interesting. That was a cold one. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to leave. I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this anywhere. <laughs> All right. All right. I... I... You said I'm going next? Yes. Okay. So have you guys ever yes. had a brush with death? 
Yes, we did. You were there. Really? Yeah. Together or separately? Uh, I mean, I thought I honestly, for a few seconds, thought I was going to die at my uh, brother's bachelor party. I thought you said Mike was there, and then I was confused why Mike would be there. <laughs> Mike should have been no. there. No, I we went uh, whitewater rafting for uh, one of our brother's bachelor parties, and Never for a again. few seconds, I really thought I was going to drown. Like, it was terrifying. Did your guys, uh, I guess, flip over or something? No, there was a guy pointing a gun at my face. <laughs> it just so happened to be on a whitewater raft. <laughs> That's, like, not the way you think you'd die. Whitewater yeah. rafting. Like, you think you'd drown or get sucked under or crushed by the exactly. rocks. Exactly. I was like, at least, like, hold my head under the water or something, you know? So... <laughs> you got to tell the story. Or, no, no, the no. Well, we we just kept like. flipping over, and uh, we flipped over, and Alex like fell, and like I, I vividly remember him like falling on top of me, and then like you can't catch your breath, and I started panicking. It's like this scene in Kung Fu Panda where he says he's gonna sit on his head, and then they're falling down the steps, and he sits on his <laughs> exactly. head. It was just was terrifying. It? I thought I was gonna drown um, until the guy came and saved me, pulled me through the rocks. Gotcha. Well, you guys are notoriously. Not swimmers, your entire family, right? Not a no. no we don't want me. to throw shade at our other brothers who can swim. Me, it's just Alex. Alex is not notorious. Just Alex. Swimmer. Okay, Alex does not represent. Is Alex the only one that doesn't ride a bike as well? Or yes, <laughs> no way. Yeah, Alex, why are you against all these fun things? They gave up on me. I was the youngest one. The youngest one's the one who's supposed to be doing everything. Now nah, we we're like, oh, the other ones have done this already, so. That's why Alex is the first one to do a podcast. He had to find his own thing. Yep. That's, that's true. This is his bicycle. This is my bicycle. So, all right. Well, my guy that I'm going to talk my about guy, today, he's a person or a people. My guy. Yeah, it's not a person. I had about one and a half handfuls of brushes with death. Uh, that's evil, about evil? Uh, five fingers plus two fingers. That's seven fingers, that the seven, the number seven brushes with death. He had seven <laughs> whole brushes with death. Yeah. There's not an easier way to <laughs> say that. whatever you're saying. Oh, I could find a harder way, but I chose that. Um, so anyways, a man from Croatia named Frain. I thought it was Frank. I just glanced at it and I thought his name was Frank. And then I reread it. His name's Frain. So Frain Selick claimed to have seven unbelievable br- brushes with death. I don't believe um, it. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Seven deadly sins. One time I ate too much. The other <laughs> time I was, I was very tired. You are very lustful. That is true. Well, it, it all started in 1963 where he was on a flight, and I guess when the plane was landing, the... Door of the plane ripped off, sucked him and the flight attendant out the door. He landed magically in a haystack, and everybody else died. So, I, it sounds Wait, like a, on the plane a cartoon. Died? Everybody else on the plane died. The flight attendant died. He survived landing in the haystack. Like I, a I, I find this hard to believe just because it sounds like a plot from a Laurel and Hart, Hardy movie. I'm pretty sure it also, was. Also, you hate hay. I do. So this guy, first off, his first one is completely bonkers. His next story is the year before he survived a train derailment 
and he fell into an icy river, and he swam to shore with a broken arm and had hyperthermia. Yeah, but we just learned that cold weather, cold sw- ice swimming, is good for you. So it could have happened. That's also, true. This guy, this guy, unbreakable. I was about to say the same thing. I heard another guy yeah. who kept breaking, and they called him Mister Glass. Yeah, I wonder if he was like actually a superhuman or something like that. Well, he just said he broke then, his arm, so. Yeah, he did break his arm, but he could have been lying about that as well. Then, in 1966, he was on a bus that crashed into a river, and four people died, but he was able to swim ashore. So I don't know why he's constantly ending up in rivers. Talk about your planes, trains, and automobiles, am I right? Yeah, but this bus wasn't uh, in a frozen river this time, at least. It was just a thought-out, nice, nice river. Could you imagine if you recognized this guy and you got on like the same bus as you and you're like, uh, I need to get off this bus. Exactly. Well, he claimed in interviews that like all of his friends would, if they knew he booked a flight or they knew he was traveling, they wouldn't get in the car with him or they wouldn't like get on the same flight as him. And then not once, but twice, uh, number four and number five brushes with death. His car caught on fire and exploded. Both times. With him inside or just like... With him inside. With him inside. That happened in 1970 and then 1973. Were they have like a Pinto? Yeah. Whatever. What cars can you get in Croatia? I wonder if it was like a Croatian branded car. Put it in H. (laughs) It was probably a pretty low-end car. This was a shade of Croatia. Croatia's the no, car not. capital I of the world. I bet you have, they have nice cars in Croatia. For all our Croatian yeah. listeners out there, I like your cars. It's so much harder to build a car than you would ever imagine. Like, China can't even build a good car. Shots to all our China. Chinese listeners, <laughs> I think you build excellent cars. Well, I was in China, and the the uh, bus we were taking across the country it was like a Chinese uh, model bus it broke down like three or four times our tr- during our trip it was just like five hour drive That's it just kept breaking evidence. down <laughs> the bus driver would have to get out and like crank the shaft or do something i i have no idea what <laughs> hey, every once in a while i'm driving i gotta pull over and crank the shaft myself you know <laughs> there you go what's number seven <laughs> yeah is he no, almost dead six. yet no we're on six. number six we're on number six so 22 years went by, nothing bad happened. I assumed he just stayed in the same rocking chair in his bedroom and didn't move a muscle for 22 years. And uh, then he was walking one day and he got hit by a bus. Wait, did he die? No, he didn't. He no. survived that because there's still another a seventh brush of death. I, I, ha- I had seven fingers, one and a half handfuls of brushes with death. Is this um, Mr. Bean or something? <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, he was driving in the mountains when a car forced him off a 300-foot cliff. What? A car forced him off the road, or is he just a bad driver? I would like to know that. But he was able, just in the nick of time, to open the door, roll out, and land in a tree. And he was able to watch as this car flew off the cliff and went into oblivion. So did he tell, like, did he write stories about these? Like, did he make money off this? Was like, was this a big scheme? Like, <laughs> Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. So uh, luck eventually did sway his way um, because he won the lottery, I think, in like 2002. And died the next day? <laughs> no, he, I don't know if he's still alive, but he won the lottery $960,000. 
969000 $960,000. Okay. So close to a million. And I guess when he was doing his interview tour, like with all the world news organizations and such, that's when he started telling everybody these stories of his survival. And it's just crazy. And a lot of people started Googling all of his stories and looking it up. And people couldn't find any really news clipping reports or anything like that about any of his stories. Yeah, because he sounds like a bullshitter. <laughs> what do you think, like, each event happened, and in each event he, like, saw a number, and that's the numbers he played for a lot of That's a good theory. Well, the, he won with the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good story, and um, I think they were able to find, like, loose comparisons to all of his death stories, but they couldn't find, like, one-to-one comparisons. I think he wrote a book, and I don't believe a word of it. That book's called the Bible. <laughs> so uh, he would he sometimes called himself the luckiest or unluckiest man. I think I just want to call him the lucky liar. Oh, nice title. Is that, the, is that the name of your fact? Yeah. I thought Lou Gehrig was the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Because he has a disease named after him? No, he just yeah, declared he himself the time. luckiest man on the face of the earth. What? I think if you just Ow. say it in a public space, you get to become the luckiest man. Yeah. If I had a disease named after me, I would pretty be pretty lucky. Yeah. Still time, Mike. Yeah. Anytime yeah, anybody please. said anything about that disease, they'd have to give me a, a dollar or something, right? I don't think that's how it works, <laughs> the disease named after there. What? I can't, like, copyright the disease, and, like, anytime somebody writes about it or talks about it, I get a dollar. All right, Pat. Go with your fact. All right, so... Uh, okay, Pat's next. <laughs> is my I'm picking turn. the order. Well, yeah. th- th- thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, um, in case I cough a few times, I am getting over COVID, so that's just why, uh, if I cough during this. Sim- trying to get those sympathies votes. Yeah, the handicap votes. I remember this story. What? what? <laughs> I'm trying to talk here. <laughs> Let me get... I'm going to circle back to Mike's comment. <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. I was trying to do my thing. What? He said the handicap votes, which I don't know how that would... It's like golf. They know uh, my facts like need all the help they can get, so I have uh, play with a handicap. Yeah, but higher handicap. Yeah, I exactly. Wasn't, I wasn't like uh, saying that he's going to get votes from somebody on crutches or something like that. But um, I was trying, Mike. I was trying to get you out of it, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I remember Thanks. this story. I heard. Um, have you guys ever heard of uh, Isaac Newton? Yeah, the man who invented the apple. Yes. What else? What do you know about Isaac Newton? He likes to sit on the trees. He sat under a tree, got hit with an apple, created gravity. Did you know that he was also a jerk? Explain how. So, uh, have you ever heard of calculus? You might have had to take it in high school. Every day of my life. So, the history of calculus is actually up for debate. Um, there is like a you know popular opinion of like what really happened. But back in the 1680s and 1660s, it was actually a little... Uh, you know, they weren't sure who, yeah, it was actually a pretty cool story. So there was this German uh, mathematician named Gottfried Wilhelm von Leibniz. And he started writing his calculus, like he created calculus, like his own, he was coming up with a way to like write notation and he created calculus. Uh, he started in 1974 and he finally published his book in nine or no, sorry. Did I say 19? Yeah. 1674. Yeah. And he published it in 1684. So, he was the first person to ever publish a book on calculus. However, 
Isaac Newton wrote his paper on fluxions, what he called calculus, in 1666, eight years before Leibniz wrote his. And Who? The, the other German guy. guy. <laughs> the oh, German the, guy. Yeah. So two people. You have Isaac Newton and Leibniz. So they both wrote books on calculus. Isaac Newton, he started writing his book in 1666, but he didn't publish it partially until 1693. So he had never published his papers. And Leibniz came out and published his book on calculus. And so Isaac Newton was like, whoa, hold up. You stole this from me. You know, this is a pretty bold claim in the world of mathematicians. Um, So they went back and forth and they decided to um, settle this uh, by the Royal Society. Oh, England. I was going to say, hopefully it's a duel, a math duel I of some thought, sort. Yeah, like a math debate. Yes. So, Isaac, you know, Sir Isaac Newton, like, well-renowned. Everyone loves Sir Isaac Newton. He, yeah, he, he was, was a knight. A, he had, like, a suit of armor and all that. Yeah. He was, like, he was just, like, he was the, the king shit of the day. And he was, like, no, this guy stole from me. I have some, like, he had, like, anecdotal evidence of, like, well, you know, they wrote letters back and forth exchanging ideas, and he thinks this guy stole it. So they went to the Royal Society and the Royal Society did an investigation, and then they found out that Leibniz bum, 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 plagiarized from Isaac Newton. Now, explain how. Who did the investigation? Well, the head of the Royal Society was Bill Newton. Isaac Newton. Ah. <laughs> oh. So Isaac Newton essentially just wrote his own conclusion. He was like, "No, this guy stole from me," and they published a paper saying that this guy stole from him. Um. So and it sounds then, like he was so smart, he he couldn't comprehend that other people were just as smart or could be smarter than him. Yeah, he was pretty young at the time. Um, and he was just yeah, like, Newton I guess, very or... like Newton. And I think he was just very like, I don't know, like proud of his image and was like, no, I'm the smartest guy in town. I'm the head of the Royal Society. Um, head of the table? He was the head of the table. Hey, we had to acknowledge Isaac Newton. But Isaac Newton, yeah, you the round never table. hear a bad word. Yeah, yeah. He was one of King Arthur's knights, Lancelot and... <laughs> Um, so what is really sad is that, so the popular opinion of the day was that Leibniz stole from him. Um, two years later, Leibniz died and no one knows to this day. He was just a very poor beaten man because of like everyone turned their back on him. And to this day, no one knows where he's buried because he just like fell that far out of like the scene. And Isaac Newton you know, in his day, was so well-revered that he was buried at Westminster Abbey, which is where all the royal family gets buried. Um, and in the grand scheme... say he peed on his grave or something like that. <laughs> well, he he tried. He peed, little known fact, Isaac Newton. He went everywhere and just peed on all graves because he figured one of them would had to have been Leibniz. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so he died uh, being, like, shamed and wronged. And what happened was... Um, he wrote the better calculus and all the stuff that you remember, if you remember anything from high school is Leibniz's calculus, um, England, because Isaac Newton was in charge, spent a hundred years of like, we're going to use Newton's way. And so the rest of the world actually advanced for a hundred years, much quicker than England until England finally was like, all right, (laughs) Isaac Newton's method stinks. We're going to use the other thing. And then the popular opinion now is that they both just came up with calculus at the same time separately. It's a common theme. Yeah. So it's just like Alex's thing of like who created it first. They just, they both came up with it at the same time, except that Isaac Newton was very vindictive. I guess my fact is, is that Isaac Newton, you know, created his three laws of motion 
And his fourth law of motion was, don't cross Isaac Newton. I thought it was going to be be a dick. So what's your fact title, Newton's a jerk? Uh, The fourth law of motion, don't cross Isaac Newton. I want the whole thing in the title. (laughs) Good Lord. I think I don't. I I remember learning that in uh, history of uh, algebra class, uh, where it was just like history of math uh, in college, and it's just like a really. There's a lot of cool uh, intrigue in the world of science. They're very petty scientists. I imagine where like math was at at that time was leading up to calculus, and they both, if they were like contemporaries and writing each other's back and forth, probably bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah, it was yeah, it was of the time and then, you know, they knew each other. They said and like he said that um Isaac Newton said that he showed other people his stuff and he thinks it might have gotten into the hand of Leibniz. Yeah. But don't you think that stinks like poor guy like <laughs> he went to trial and then the judge walks in and it's a guy that <laughs> put him on trial yeah, like judge jury should've... executioner. Ooh, that's a good title. Isaac Newton. I already voted down. Judge, jury, executioner. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it for three facts. We had my fact, which would probably win again, uh, Polar Bear Plunge. And you have Mike's fact, The Lucky Liar. And you have Pat's fact, Isaac Newton, The Lucky Liar. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been like uh, Isaac Newton no. B. Tootin. I, uh, can I change it to Isaac Newton B. Tootin? <laughs> yep you can because Mike's going to have to send it so again you can vote for the pole bear plunge the lucky liar or Isaac Isaac Newton Uh, that's it for this episode Pat you want to roll the dice to see what the category is next week only if you're ready are you ready I'm ready I'm ready it's a one ooh science and tech Ooh, we oh, haven't man. had that in a long time, I don't think. Yeah. No, I think that was our first one, right? Yeah. We, Full circle. We, yeah, that was the first one we did. And our last episode back. is next week. <laughs> first and last. Yeah. Oh, that's it for this week. Don't forget to hit us up on all the social media websites at Fact Off Podcast. Except for TikTok. Mike refuses to get a TikTok for us. Uh, we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you can, rate and review our shows at Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Again, give us all five stars on Apple, seven stars on Spotify. If you want to give us more, march down to the headquarters and demand that they give us more stars. Um, and that's all I got. Or how about oh, just three stars, like one for each one of us? So, Because um, we each get a star, but how how do we split up the other two stars? Like, does... Do we cut it in thirds? Like uh... no, I'm the real star of the show, so I deserve yeah. two stars. Oh, yeah, packets, and then packets the you, actual one. You guys split the other handsome. one. Yeah. Oh, we. So Alex and I have three. to split a star. Yeah, I have four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. And don't forget to vote at factoffpodcast.com. To whoever you want to give the victory fact to. Isaac Newton, B two, and everyone. Yeah, Alex today proved that he doesn't deserve another victory fact for a while. No, my victory fact was good. After, what, what was it again? Your fingernails don't grow. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, better than this is the darkest color. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's send this. Bye. <laughs>